Welcome to The Stellar Woman Show, the podcast, magazine, and video hosted by Stella Olivia Kikoyo. Each week, Stella will be bringing you a guest or a segment from The Stellar Woman magazine, whose mission is to spread thriving global women's stories, expert knowledge, and experiences covering mind, body, and spirit, fashion and beauty, money, business, and leadership, so that you too can be inspired, learn, be empowered, and thrive. Since knowledge is potential power, our aim is to spread it like light from one woman to another, which we believe will help to bring about change in perspectives and create new possibilities for all women to learn, be empowered, and thrive. We know if one woman thrives, her family and community thrive too, and the world becomes a better and brighter world. With over 100 interviews and stories, articles, videos, surveys, real life and business lessons and trainings, we believe that there's no better women's classroom as the Stellar Woman Show and Magazine. Stella and her guests will be exploring how they started, the dreams realized and unrealized, aspirations, the steps taken, the challenges, failures, lessons learned, decision-making process, and what made them successful, and the stellar woman that they are. For more information, check out the website, www.stellarwomanmag.com. Now, here's your host, Stella Olivia Kikoyo. Welcome to this Stella Woman magazine. My name is Stella Olivia Kikoyo and I'm the editor-in-chief of the Stella Woman magazine. Stella Woman magazine is about uh, bringing key, thriving women's stories, knowledge and experiences so that you too can be inspired, change something and take action and thrive in your own life. We are here to bring you light, to spread the light using knowledge because we understand that knowledge is power of course, if acted upon. We alleviate uh, pain, any form of pain, using knowledge so that everyone can thrive in the world. And today we have the amazing Alison Edgar, who is an MBA. She has an honor of uh, the member of the British Empire. And of course, we all understand what that means. And she has earned it. She's also known as a chief smasher and, uh, and as well as an entrepreneur's uh, godmother. And we know we need to understand how she got here. She is about empowering people, inspiring people, making people smash their goals and move into their dream lives. And we are honored as Stella Woman Magazine um, to be having Alison Edgar here. Thank you so much, Alison, for giving us this time. It's really a privilege and an honor to have you, to share your story, to share your journey to share how you do it, your knowledge and your expertise. So here we are. Uh, we want to give it over to you. Tell us more. Who is Alison Edgar? Oh, thank you, Stella. What an amazing like introduction. That was oh, fantastic. Sometimes I have to pinch myself when I hear those things. So who is Alison Edgar? I mean, I think it's one of those things that's quite good to go back to the start. You know, a lot of people go, well, where did you come from? Did you come fully formed as 
Alison Edgar MBE. And um, I'm actually from just outside Glasgow, a place called Clydebank, which is famous for Singer sewing machines, uh, Duncan Bannatyne, Wet, 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 and now me, Alison Edgar. And I was brought up in a council high-rise flat. Um, and at school, uh, I really struggled. I struggled to read and I struggled to write. And I was later in life diagnosed with dyslexia. And I think sometimes, Stella, Sometimes we look at our life and we look at the things that don't go according to plan and we let those things hold us back, don't we? But I think for me, one of the things that I, I gained at an early age was like a coping strategy because I think it's, you know, coming back to knowledge, you know, being self-aware of what you're good at and what you're not good at helps you to put that coping strategy in place and, you know, really focus on the things that you're great at. So for me, I um, really like people. I love people. So I think getting those skills led me to work in hospitality. So I worked in Cape Town. I worked in Sydney. I worked in um, the Channel Islands. So really focusing on something that I knew I was good at, and that was engaging with people in the hospitality industry. That then evolved when I came back to the UK and I, I got a job working in sales, the first ever call centre in, um, in Scotland for BT, doing um, outbound business to business sales. And straight away in that role, I smashed it. I was really good. But why was I so good at that? And again, it was coming back to that really strong relationship building with other people and, you know, just really being able to, to build uh, relationships. That then led me to um, age 46. And I think, again, I'm hoping that's something that the listeners will take away. You know, I didn't start the business till I was 46, Stella. And now I've got an MBE from the Queen for the work that I do supporting entrepreneurship and business. So it's never too late to start. But you do need to have that goal and that direction. And, and also a huge thing is the purpose of why you want that goal, because without that purpose, you, you sort of jump off the bandwagon, don't you? So that's that, that's me in a bit of a nutshell. On a personal level, I've been married to Neil, Mr. Edgar, um, since 1997, and we've been together since 94. So we've been together for 28 years. I've got two boys, um, both who are off at uni. One's back helping, helping with the IT today. Um, and <laughs> And Kieran is 21 and Connor is almost 20. So that's kind of a little bit about the journey and my personal life as well. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for bringing us to that perspective of where you are, but also giving us the dimension that your wife and you are a mother and smashing it. So we are going to learn a lot because I think many of us have stories we tell ourselves, but when we hear your story, uh, being the child that you are and and then also balancing it with the mother, because we have explanations and excuses we give ourselves. So here we are, we are going to learn a lot from you and how you got there, how your journey has been. I want to take you back in time still, given that you are dyslexic, whether you had, um, what was your childhood dream? What dream did you have as a child in terms of a career? I think travel was always part of the dream. It sounds a bit bizarre, but I can't really remember that far back because I'm 54 now. So I'm trying to think. Um, I think I, I think I was quite aspirational. I mean, we never owned a house. 
we always lived in a council house. And even to the day that my mum and dad passed away, they were living in a council house. So I think an aspiration was to live in a boat house. And for a lot of people, that's just like run of the mill. But for me, that was a, a big thing to have my own house. And the travel perspective, I think it's really interesting because of the way that I learned, because of the dyslexia, I struggled to gain knowledge. And again, knowledge is power. But sometimes it's actually the experience that gives you the knowledge rather than just the learning journey of it, which again, I think is the difference between academic learning and hands-on experience. So that's where, you know, traveling the world. I turned 21 on the plane on the way to Cape Town. And then I was supposed to go for a year and I didn't come back for six. So um, I think that's that's the kind of things that I think really inspired me. And I wanted a dog. So I managed to get a dog as well on the way. And like just the basic things, I didn't... Um, I didn't crave much. I still don't crave much. I, I'm, I'm happy with my law, if that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Thank you. And um, tell us about your journey to where you are here. Um, how did you get to where you are today? A little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, bringing it back to what you were saying earlier, Stella, especially like as a, as a mother and a wife and a, a daughter and a sister and a, an employee, you know, we've got all these things that go on. And I think timing, I would say one of the things is timing, because mm-hmm. I am so in awe of women who are, you know, start their business when their kids are small, because that's that's something that I couldn't have done. I just had so much going on that I, I wouldn't have been able to create the success that I have now because I've got more time now because the kids are off my hands. And, you know, I started the business when they went to high school and it was just a little bit easier. So I, I think that the journey for me, I do think a lot of it is around your purpose. Why do you do what you do? And for me, people say, oh my goodness, you have smashed it. You you know, you've got the MBE, you work with government. My client base are things like Sky, Discovery Channel, um, yes. EasyJet. I've got a big client base. And, and mm-hmm. again, Another sort of point to that, that that is important for two reasons. Reason number one is that at age 46, when I started the business, the only people in my address book were the mums from school. I didn't have a leg up. So it's possible. It's possible. That's the thing. You've got to want it. You've got to know why you want it. You do have to have a strong work ethic and a strong growth mindset. That's non-negotiable for me. But I do think it's just having that direction that you go in that, and just taking one step at a time, one day at a time, doing your best every day. And, you know, for some of us, you know yourself, Stella, even getting out your pyjamas, some days is bringing your A-game. And then other days you could be working with like multi, you know, conglomerates and, and giving them business advice. So I think that's the, hopefully that people will see that, that take that as a positive, not a negative, that, oh, they're never going to be able to do that. It's all right for me because it's not all right for me. I've, I've come and I've created the direction and, and really taken knowledge from other people as to how I can and be the best version of myself. Definitely. We are all, I'm already in wonder on how you did it, but uh, I could see many of us fitting into what you're talking about, waiting for the timing uh, when the kids are off. Yeah, and I think... It comes back to goals. And I, I was doing a, a podcast yesterday and the, the girl that was interviewing me has known me for quite a while, like from the start of the journey, pretty much. She runs a thing called Freelance Mums and it's like a networking, business networking, but you bring your kids. I mean, it's like 
mother and toddler, but for business, it's great, great concept. And she was saying, like, you know, I've seen your journey and, you know, what about people when they're setting goals? A lot of people are really scared to set big goals and yes. because they, it seems massive and then they procrastinate. How do you set these really big goals or do you just curb your goals? And I think that's where it's you have to set the big goal because if you never set the big goal, you're not going to get the big goal. So for me, I really want, if you look at the speaker industry, right, there's a 1% of all the speakers who get booked all the time and they get the big fees, right? A lot of them are the Olympians, like um, the the people from, like you would know from the famous, like Dragon's Den and The, the Apprentice, yes. like yes. Karen Brady and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I want to be there. That's the big goal. Yes. But I'm not going to go from nobody knowing who I am to be in the 1%. So like getting things like the MBE, is a goal and you know that's a big goal but not the big goal you know and I think it's like but before I would even have got the MBE I had to be the entrepreneur's godmother to help start up businesses again that was a goal writing the books and again as a dyslexic author that's something that I never thought I could do and not just writing one book but writing two books and that's what I mean but it's taking that first step you don't like just go to be a fully formed author you, you don't write a book without writing a paragraph and so many people especially in women don't take that first step to write the first page of their book does that make sense and then they go oh I wish I had and then a lot of that is that comparison oh it's all right for her yeah. but it's not like it's your life and yeah. one thing that COVID really taught us is that time is precious and life is short yes you know, don't live with the regrets yeah. if you don't have the knowledge I mean I'm fully agree like knowledge is power if you don't know how to write a book we use two tools this is my big takeaway we use two tools that really help us one's called google and the other one's called youtube because everything that you want to know to get that knowledge is freely available it's not a secret the secret is taking that first step the secret is taking that first step. Thank you. Um, uh, I get a bit of that from um, Smash It because I, I started reading the book. So, yeah, that's very good. Um, if we go back to starting at 46, I'm taking it that you're starting at that point in time. How did you get to, because at that point, for you, it's no longer looking like a quantum leap, but for anyone at 46, that's like a quantum leap to become an entrepreneur's good mother. And then the next thing, having an MBA. So it's like, wow, she jumped up there. How did she jump up there? Well, I, I think I, I talk about the seesaw effect. I don't know if you've ever heard me talking about the seesaw. So if you look, um, one of the things that I would recommend people don't do is just dive in because this is 90% of all startup businesses will fail. I believe it's because they don't know how to sell. They don't know how to market and they, they're not making any money in it. They would make more on the till in Tesco. So you have to still be able to support your lifestyle. So there's two things you need to know how much your lifestyle costs you. So loads of people do not have a personal budget, so they don't know how much money they need to make, if that makes sense. And they think, oh, I'm just going to start a business and it's going to be really easy and it's going to fly in. Well, it's not. It is really hard. So for me, what I did was I was still working in a job and I was doing two days a week. And this is why the timing was imperative because when the kids were little, like they were my full-time job, you know, like so the kids... And I, again, time is precious and life is short. So I really liked 
taking them to swimming lessons. I really liked the play dates and having a friend around for dinner. I really liked being a mum. I really, really enjoyed that. So I worked for two days in a job that paid me. And then the three days, it was my job to to really bring up my kids. That's that. And it's not everybody's choice. And again, I know that a lot of people have to work full time. But again, a lot of that comes from that aspiration, doesn't it? A lot of people are like, I want this five bed tatch house here. And that's they've set that aspiration, which means that they have to work full time. So again, and then a lot of people don't understand. They really, I think finance is a massive thing behind the, the secret of business. But for me, because I was still working two days a week and I was working in sales, so it was a decent, you know, a decent salary coming in that I could start the business and it didn't have to make money straight away because I had the seesaw, right? So the seesaw was at the start, all the money was coming from the job, none from the business. Yes. And then gradually, you know, the, the shift moves. And then I knew yes. for me, it was the right time to, to stop working and be in the business when the seesaw had worked. And I think that's where my top tip is, you're not going to make money in your business pretty much. And this is another thing, Stella, that really drives me mad. Specifically, women get sucked in because they see things on social media or they hear people speak and they're like, do you want a passive online income that you can make a fortune from? And and everybody's like, yeah, I do. I really want that. And actually the people that make money from that kind of content, they don't make money from the passive income. They make money from trying to educate people and screw people over to create that pyramid to get that passive income but the passive income comes from the people that want the passive income and it becomes like a big pyramid it's horrific so and I think women because they do want to support their families they do want to help their families they're really susceptible to getting sucked in Mm -hmm. that actually it's easy and yeah everyone can do that and the four day a month work week and you know you're sitting there and you're pad in the Bahamas just doing nothing except waiting for the ping ping of the cash and that's actual bullshit I'm sorry for the language but that's you know I'm so passionate about that and you know you're talking about knowledge is power people need to know that it's not easy and that actually they, they you know have an income and watch where you're investing your money and your time and getting your knowledge from before you you move things forward Fantastic. I like this seesaw, really. You demonstrated it and explained it so well um, that I I can see everyone now knowing what to do, really, how to bring it down, how to raise this one up until you're comfortable to make the shift. Thank you very much. I know the numbers. How much money do you need to make to keep your family afloat, really? You know, that's that's the important thing. The numbers. Numbers, the numbers. Thank you very much. How did you come to be called the entrepreneur's godmother? Well, so I am the godmother to a lot of the entrepreneur's godmother, not the real godmother, to a lot of um, the apprentice winners, the Dragon's Den winners, quite a lot of young entrepreneurs, right? And at the time when I started the business, there used to be some funding that would help small businesses. So they would pay me half, the government would top it up with the other half, everything was hunky-dory. Then they stopped the programme. But the ones that needed me most were the startups and the micro-businesses who predominantly don't have much money, right? You know, we've just told about cash flow and, you know, they don't have a lot of money to spend to get that knowledge. So it came around at the same time that I wrote the first book. And what had happened was one of my young entrepreneurs, he makes gin, and he's a very naughty boy, Stella. He's a 
very naughty boy, but I love him. And he's so creative. He's a real creative. And I phoned him up and I said, um, I need a name for this brand. And he didn't even have to, he didn't even have to think. He just went, you're the entrepreneur's godmother. And I'm like, I so am the entrepreneur's godmother. And when you Google, again, my favourite friend, Google, um, what does godmother mean? It means a person of influence in someone's life or organisation. And that's where I am a person of influence and I support all. And and people often say, Stella, um, you've got the apostrophe in the wrong place because it's R apostrophe S. Okay. And I'll say, actually, I don't have the apostrophe in the wrong place because every entrepreneur wants to feel that I'm only their godmother. So I am the godmother to that entrepreneur, not every entrepreneur, because otherwise you lose that being personal. So the apostrophe is in the right place for anybody that might be thinking it's not. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. Thank you for bringing us to um, that understanding. And uh, congratulations on the MBA. I cannot stop to um, really think about what that meant to you. What Could you tell us how it made you feel and what it has brought into your life? Yeah, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know what it is, like twice a year, the Queen does an honours list. So she does one in uh, her birthday month and then she does one at the new year. So twice a year. And on each list, there's usually about a thousand people who are honoured and you can get it for different things. Again, the, the, the list that I was on, the two names that most people would know would be Marcus Rashford for the work that he does, obviously, for um, child poverty and, and feeding young kids that don't have families with a lot of money. And then Joe Wicks, who obviously motivated us all to do exercise during lockdown. So I'm on the same list as them, but mine is for um, business and entrepreneurship. So again, topics that are so passion, I'm so passionate about. So I didn't know, you can't nominate yourself. Somebody nominated me and the fact that I got one is just incredible. So I feel really honoured that, I feel honoured to be honoured. Um, but I think what it does for me, it, it sort of, it helps raise your profile. And that is really important to me, not because I want to be famous so that people go, oh, there she is, she's got an MBE. But if people don't know who I am, Stella, I can't help them. It's the same with the books. Like there's thousands of books out there, but not a lot of the books are written by MBEs. So yeah. if you want to know about business or you want to know about smashing it, you want that from somebody that's an authority in that field. So I think it just elevates my authority. And that again that's not an ego thing that's that I just want to help as many people as I can and when I wrote smash it the art of getting what you want I felt like I discovered the meaning of life and really I just wanted to share that with as many people as I could yeah it's it's lovely smash it is lovely um I'm, I'm, I haven't finished it I'm halfway through it but did you download the app have you got the app um, no, I haven't downloaded the app. I know right. you're directing us to go to the app. And I thought, okay, I need to go into the app and start doing the work. Yeah, but I started I mean, the doing app, the work with the goals. Yeah, I did I mean, to do the work. The app was really interesting because that I don't really know any other books that have got apps. <laughs> and the no, that, no. Yeah, and it, the app creative. was not... It wasn't a it wasn't a little investment, let's just say that way. But what I did was I felt that it would really help the readers because it's got videos. So when you come to the tasks, 
again, sometimes if a task is quite hard, you procrastinate over the task, don't you? Like, oh, I'll come back to that. That's really hard. Yeah. She's really challenging me with this. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that the app's got all the videos. So every time you come to the task, wow. you watch the video and then I'm there holding your hand. You've got the godmother holding your hand. <laughs> yeah. And it's quite clear because um, I was just doing the task from the beginning of writing the purpose and uh, setting the goals and being you're quite clear in how the say the goals were I, I could easily it's not here but Steve, I would show you how I was going about with it so it's really good although I always talk about goal setting but I always am ready to learn I'm eager about knowledge and uh yeah I just opened up and said okay let me learn to smash it because if I'm listening to the chief smasher I better get my pen down and start doing the work <laughs> definitely Good. well done Stella gold star people <laughs> yeah. thank you and, and and thank you for giving us that so um we this particular theme is uh for the Stella Woman magazine is about strategies uh, I know that you are a, a chief smasher it's all about smashing those goals but to smash those goals requires strategies so we want to know what strategies do you put do you ever set strategies intentionally for your personal and business success? I mean, it's really interesting because it is a strategy, but I think it's just a reverse engineered plan. Does that make sense? So um, like, so for me, I I talk about the three banks, the bank of cash, which is like business goals, work goals, job goals, whatever, you know, anything that puts money in the bank goals. And then the bank of give back. So again, Um, helping other people, but also giving back to yourself. So really looking at what you do with your time. And then the third one is the bank of faffing around and doing the things that make your heart sing. So I think it's when you're setting your goals, it's important that you set your goals to deposit in the banks because that's what gives you that balance in your life. And, you know, I think people talk a lot about work-life balance or harmony or, you know, happiness. and, And that's why, you know, what, what, actually qualifies me to write that book is because actually I kind of am living my best life I love everything that I'm doing I have got things in balance and you know even like relationships and things like that that that's what qualifies me to write it so what I do is everything has to get every goal goes in a bank and then I reverse engineer to what the strategy then is so for example again being in the one percent of the speakers what do I need to do? Well, first of all, I need to start speaking. And I'll tell you what was really interesting. Before I wrote Smash It, the first book is called Secrets of Successful Sales because I come from a sales background. But what I realised is, although I love sales, everybody else hates it. So I had to change my topics because nobody would hire me as a speaker because nobody really wants to hear about sales apart from salespeople. And, and everything we do in life is a sale. So I had to then think, well, hang on. Um, how can I change? How can I get my message into a wider audience? How can I um, be booked by big conferences to motivate their team that are not in sales? And that's where Smash It came. So again, the strategy was, and it was a big strategy. There's seventy one thousand words in Smash It and an app. So that again is part of that strategy. So where do you want to go? Then you re- reverse engineer the the route. Really, you know, you know, people talk about the. I was going to say the Tom Tom. That makes me sound dead old. But the sat nav, isn't it? This is where I want to go. How am I going to get there? And I think yes. the important thing is, if you want to go to Scotland, 
from yeah. London and actually there's gridlock at Birmingham, you find a way around it and that, that's the same as setting your goals. You know, you've set it, something might get in the way, but you find a roadblock rather than stopping your journey and heading back, you just look for a way around to still get to the destination you want to go to. So that's always my strategy. And I think the key component to this is the non-negotiable is having a growth mindset. So that real deep down belief that when things don't go according to plan, what have I learned? How have I done that? And that optimism that every single day that you believe that you're going to get to wherever it is you want and not, and on the days where you feel that you're not feeling that, working on yourself. And that's, again, we talk about that in Smash It, the me thing. How do you re-motivate yourself when things don't go according to plan? Amazing. You shared so much in that the reverse engineering, the example of the Satnav is really a good one for anyone to really understand what a goal could mean to you. It doesn't mean giving up. And I think you say that in uh, Smash It. Um, it doesn't mean that you give up. You just learn from what has happened and then continue to focus on your goal and definitely the journey is a very good one if you're going to Birmingham or any place and you find a roadblock just find another way to get to your destination don't just give up or reverse the journey and go back to where you started from so that's really good thank you so much for uh, elaborating on that but also emphasizing the fact that we need to have a growth mindset and being optimistic those are key things I think for success to happen we have to change something in terms of our thinking about what happens. Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I think that another thing, you know, writing the book, the more we've been through every section, like, you know, there's different parts of the book, goal setting, you know, building relationships and everything. And it all, it just all come back down to mindset. You know, you can, you're in control of your own destiny and things sometimes don't go according to plan, but it's how you react to that plan it not happening to that plan. Yeah. And, and again, focusing on the things that you can control, not the things you can't. So like, for example, today we were recording and was it Storm Eunice is here? You know, can I, can, can I control Storm Eunice? No, I cannot. Can I control maybe not going out today because I could have done the shopping yesterday because I knew it was coming? Yes. Can I control uh, like the fact if your trampoline gets blown away? Well, actually, you could probably have tied your trampoline down so that it didn't blow away. So there's things that we can do in advance when we've got that knowledge. But again, you know, if, if, the, if the wind gets up and you're trampoline blows away and you don't have knowledge of it then you can't control that you just have to deal with the consequences of what's happened and I think that's where in life a lot of people don't focus on the things they get so bogged down focusing on things that they cannot control that it steals their mindset and it actually puts them into a fixed mindset and not a growth and then they wonder why then they blame other people for them not hitting their goals I understand. That's, I think that diverts your time. The moment you start blaming others, you take away yeah. your time. You're, you're in the wrong mindset. Yeah, to move forward. Thank you very much. And we had that, um, okay, as a high-achieving stellar woman, tell us how important, uh, I think you've elaborated on this, this was to do with how important strategy is in achieving those goals. Um, do you see yourself in any particular moment whereby if you don't strategize, you're not going to achieve that goal? Is the strategy only limited to a growth mindset or is there anything more that we can do about it? Do you know, I, I, I've got 
I've got a thought on this and I do believe it comes back to really being self-aware and knowing your superpowers and your vulnerabilities. So I know that one of my vulnerabilities is obviously reading and writing and it comes back then to knowing what I'm really good at. So actually I'm really good at strategizing. And again, I would say that's something that's a positive for me, whereas other people might be better at the other side. And that's where sometimes they're overthinking because they're writing everything down. I'm just like, oh, and let me give you an example. So Smash It, um, at the time when it launched, which was last year, 2020, I was going to run a billboard campaign in the Arndale Centre and the Bullring in Birmingham, right? So like a big billboard. But at the time when we launched, the retail stores were closed we were in COVID during this sort of period but it hadn't you know hadn't really gone anywhere so I thought right okay I'm going to park that so I didn't give up that goal so again timing is everything so now I'm getting I'm looking at the dates for the next couple of months to see when we can do it's a two-week campaign in both the stores and the big billboards but I need to make sure that the stores like WH Smith and Foils and uh, Waterstones have got stock of the book. So if somebody sees the billboard, they've got to go in. And that's, again, like I was on the phone yesterday to try and get the stock in and make sure the dates. So that's strategic, isn't it? You know, if you want to get that to market and not only then, it's again, growing that profile. So, you know, making sure you get the shots on your social media, make sure you've got it out there. Because if, again, it comes back to that purpose. If people don't know who I am, they won't buy Smash It and I can't help them. So it's that drive. It's, it's the drive alongside the strategy that feeds into the actual getting what you want. Amazing. Thank you. That was a good example. Thank you very much. Now, according to your 2022 vision board, you have uh, to walk the West Highland way. Is that the case? Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's a walk in Scotland and you start at Mogai and it takes you up into the like the highlands. And again, I'm going to go with my sister-in-law who I went, I climbed Mount Snowdon. So again, another goal. And I mean, Snowdon's a brilliant example because we did that in lockdown and I went with Kaya, who's the girl that helps me write the books. And we got on the train, Stella, right? So not just one train, four trains and six hours up to North Wales. So again, anybody that doesn't know where Snowdon is, it's like literally really over at the west coast of Wales and we're in Wiltshire. So it took us all that time. We got up there, we stayed in the hotel and literally it was blown a hoolie. It was it was like Storm Eunice is today. And we couldn't climb. It was too da- We couldn't climb, but it was too dangerous. And I think that's where looking at the risk, again, comes back to that seesaw, isn't it? Like you've got to know when to hold in, know when to fold in, know when to walk away and know when to run. And it wasn't safe. So we came back down quite deflated. And for some people, they would have thought, oh, I'll just take that off. We tried that. We went up. It was raining. I'm like, no, nope, it's on the goal board. When am I going? And we weather watched. So Kaya wasn't here. And my sister-in-law and I weather watched. We're like, right, Friday, Friday, Friday. I'm like, right, OK, I'm coming up to you. We went up. We stayed over, climbed it, and then went back down to her. So <laughs> I, again, I think it's not defeating yourself just because it didn't go according to plan the first time. You can do it again. So I'm hoping that... Um, we've got dates in September but again it's that weather watch what did I learn from Snowden 
don't book in the dates before you know what the weather's going to be. So, and what you do with the, the West Highland Way, you walk a section, I think it's maybe 26 miles a day, something like that. You walk the section and then you stay over and then you do the section again. So I'm worried about blisters. I'm, I'm worried about a lot of things, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. But I can only, and this is, you know, I've put it in for September on my, my vision board. Yeah. But if the weather's not right, then you have to just change your time frame. But don't yeah. take it off your goals. If you know why you want to do it, then you just keep going. Yes. Uh, and that's a key. You're emphasizing the fact that we have to know our why. We have to know the reason why we are doing it. That's that's an important one. And I think you also stress it in the book because you don't have to wave into other people's goals, see what other people are doing. And, no, and, and I think, oh, that. I mean, I could talk about this all day. I mean, it's that comparison, isn't it? And I think that's something yeah. that, you know, there's two ways to look at comparison. One's a driving force and you think, right, I'm going to work harder. And then the other one's the negative force that we compare. Oh, it's all right for them. Oh, I'm not thin enough. I'm not like beautiful enough. Uh, you know, I'm not rich enough. I'm not I'm not worthy enough. And specifically as women, we kind of criticize ourselves more than anybody else criticizes us. That's good. Yeah, that's true indeed. Um, and, you know, all from when we started, you're talking about something, something comes out that maybe you need to add to your name or something like chief helper. You are all about helping people and it's coming out so clearly. Even when you write your book, when you set out to help beyond money, it's so much about the fact that you want to help people. Tell us how important is this to you? And especially we see it coming out for females and young girls, you're there to help them. So how important is, is this initiative to you? It's huge. There's no such thing as a selfless act. So people do think, oh, you give all that, you do all that. But it makes me feel great. So coming back to the banks, deposits in the bank of give back and that feeling, just that's like a dopamine hit, you know, that. And, and I'll give you an example. And it's not, I think, expectation management. When I wrote the first book, the DMs went mad. <clears throat> Literally, I was getting messages like all the time. Oh, I've done this. It's wonderful. Blah, 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 blah. And I've not really had the same reaction with Smash It. And I'm not, I still can't work out in my head why. I think it's a it's a longer book. So you don't, you can't like blitz it in a day. Whereas the first book, you could do that in like two or three days. This And, and also with this one, there's more tasks involved so you have to take that action so I think it's a harder book to finish like you've said because actually it's not like a book you read and don't action the purpose of the book is it becomes your manual to life you don't necessarily get to the end does that make sense so I think that that's been quite again I've had to manage my expectation on that because I was expecting because I feel that I've created the meaning of life in this book that other people would read it and go wow 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 so I think that that was one of the things that um with smash it I've I've really had to work on and, you know, we obviously gave some copies away to, to try and get some more feedback. And that's something we're still working on there to try and raise the profile of the book. Yeah, definitely. I think because it has tasks, you have to yeah. you have to reflect on the task. Mm -hmm. And even when you take the step, you reflect again and ensure that you're making it meaningful for yourself, but also following um, the instructions you're getting. Yeah. All so the time. It, I think it, that's it, where the app, the app really does help, Stella. Because I'll have your, to download the app. Your yeah. pocket on the videos. And again, from, you know, one of the things about coming to help people, why did I do that? Because I'm dyslexic. I really like a blended learning approach. And yeah. that's the other reason that I didn't have to get an app. I didn't, that wasn't something I had to do, but I just felt it would help people like me who really struggle with learning in the academic way. 
and yeah yeah so that was why I, I do believe that it's one of the driving forces that gets me up in the morning more so I'm not just going to say more so obviously I like to make money in the business but I'm a yeah. bit like when I look at the where the revenue streams are when you work with the big corporates like you you don't work many hours but you get a higher pay for yes. what you do yeah. whereas actually when you're working with the smaller businesses they need more of you but they don't have much money and that's where again the books were written as a give back to help people amazing yeah and the app you're still stressing the same thing it's so much about helping people you extend your offer still to ensure that everyone is helped in one way or another and mm-hmm. um, that's amazing thank you very much for that thank you and i'll definitely download the app because it makes meaning why you gave it but also it must uh, make it more clearer and maybe yeah, more much clearer much clearer yeah mm. yeah definitely we'll take on that thank you for that so you also uh of the view i've had you on linkedin and as especially you stand of the view that one has to develop their own confidence and i just thought that this was something i needed to really hear from you for you to amplify it for the stellar women uh, viewers listeners and readers um so that no one can give it to you that's what you say so why self-confidence critical to success I think it's massive it's one of the key components and you're right with the way that I sort of phrase it is you know if I could just wrap up confidence and give everybody a little box with it in it I'd love to do that but I can't confidence doesn't come from other people it comes internally from yourself and I think again it comes back to that mindset because if you're not confident in you other people will not be confident in you either. And I think that's where you've really got to work on that. And that's what I'd say, you know, it's interesting, Stella, because I would say when I'm working with like people, just people in general, organisations, entrepreneurs, whatever it is, the one word that comes up or the one phrase that comes up, oh, I'm, I'm lacking in confidence. And I, again, I feel it's really sad because it feels like it's a bit, that feels like a pandemic at the moment because it's so <laughs> frequent that I hear it. And, I, mm. and you know, again, in the book, we talk about how you change your mindset to and change your confidence levels because, again, self-awareness and, and giving you the techniques to be able to change it, that's that's how you, you move it across. Your debug, oh, you've already told us about it, but I still want to know the, the secret of successful sales. In fact, at one point when I was reading Smash It because it's the first one I've read, I was thinking about the fact that did I miss it by not reading um, Secret of Successful Self? Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, I think they were written in the wrong order. <laughs> I think if I was going to read them, I would read Smash It first. Okay. And then I would do Secrets of Successful Sales. But I would, again, only if you're in business or in sales, because actually a lot of the content overlaps. So if it's for personal development, Smash It's definitely the book. But if you want to learn skills for business, I would read Smash It first and then I would go into Secrets of Successful Sales. And I've got no idea why I didn't write them in that order, but that's the order I would read them in. Yeah. And um, just remind us, um, the, our viewers and listeners, why did you write Secrets of Success for ourselves? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, that came to the purpose and the passion. Why did I set the business up? Because most people don't know how to sell. And if you don't sell, you don't have a business. That's a fundamental. It comes back to that cash flow. People make business really complicated. There's all these facets. and But all you do is you sell more and you spend less and then you stay in profit. That's, that's the formula. You know, there's other things that bolt onto that, but that, that's, the, that's the formula for life as well. So it was written really to give people those skills that didn't have a big budget because it's in there. You just read it and then you do it and it works. But people have a saying they don't want to be so salesy. They, they have 
a negative connotation uh, oh, when it comes sure. to cells. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your view about that? So that again comes back like my mission statement in that, and you know, the mantra is when it's delivered correctly, sales and customer service is exactly the same thing. You're not going to sell to everyone anyway, but actually by you not having conversations about what a client would need, they might really need your help and you can't help them. So that's where again it's not really sales, it's just customer service. It's exactly the same thing. Fantastic. You're just trying to help people really in terms of sales. You're helping them get away from the situation they're in to get in a better situation. It's a great way to um, look at sales. Okay, so thank you. And then, of course, we've talked about Smartship, the art of getting what you want. That's the number one Amazon bestseller. What inspired you to write that? And what should our stellar women readers expect from it? Of course, I've started reading it, but I haven't finished it. Yeah, I mean, it was inspired by people who read the first book, Secrets of Successful Sales, and said, oh, I've used that to get on better with my partner. Oh, I understand my kids more. Oh, I bought a house and I saved money. Oh, I sold my car and I made more money. They were using that book for things in their personal life and personal development as well. So, but if you are not in sales or business, you wouldn't you wouldn't pick that up, the first book, because you just think, oh, that's not relevant to me. So I had yeah. to do that to get a wider reach to help more people. That's great. Please share the Stella Woman Readers, your work with BBC TV and radio. What does it entail? I mean, I think that comes back to those goals, you know, because when I started the business, like I I never, like I, I wanted to be on TV or I wanted to be on radio. It was always on the goal board, but that's where the strategy came in to play. And I talk about the strategy in the books, but um, it started, I'll start regionally because you can usually get a bit of regional radio. And then I mean, when they asked me to do BBC Breakfast and then I did BBC News and now I've done like Good Morning Britain. I've filmed a new show for Amazon um, in the UK and the US. So yeah, but again, you need, you don't put it on your goal board. It's not going to happen. Amazing, amazing. Congratulations on all of that. What's the UK and the Amazon show about? It's about business. So it's a cross between the, um, like a bit like the Dragon's Den and The Apprentice. But I can't say too much about it. I can say that I've filmed it, but it's in post-production. So I'm still on an NDA, so I can't share too much. But it's a business show and people win money. It's a prize show. So let's look forward to that. Thank you. And um, you do a lot of work with big corporations. What can our stellar women readers learn from corporations in terms of strategy that they can implement in their businesses to get stellar results? What is that? I mean, sometimes in big organizations, it's the communication that breaks down. And that's where for us as customers, we sometimes experience bad service from these big organizations that you think are like, we hold them up, don't we? They're the role model, these big companies, but they're the same as a small business. They, they don't always communicate very well internally. And the other thing, I think it's actually flipping it around the other way that what they can learn, small businesses are really collaborative, so they can work together. Whereas a lot of the time, the service for big organization breaks down because they silo, they don't communicate very well and don't collaborate very well with the other departments. There's a lot of blame. Oh, that's this department's fault. That's that department's fault. And we've all we've all experienced that. So yeah. I think it's actually the other way around. What's what they can learn from us. Ah, amazing. That's good. That's good. Thank you. And um, in your experience, what stops women from achieving success they desire and deserve? And what strategies can they apply to gain success that they deserve? 
I think, again, imposter syndrome, which I talk about in the book and not feeling worthy enough, not going forward for jobs when they don't meet 100% of the job description. Um, And also, again, I think we balance a lot. Like, as a female, it's, you know, you might start your journey off in your 20s and and you're single and you don't have any children. And it's it's just you and your time that you manage. And again, there's people who are in their 40s and their 50s that are, again, still single, don't have any children. But sometimes they they devote themselves to their jobs, don't they? And they're not depositing properly in the banks of balance. So it's not about being a mother or a wife or whatever it's about being that independent and one of the things any relationship right so it's not just like business relationships or personal relationships is is actually being in a situation because you want to be there not because you need to be there I think as women sometimes we're portrayed as being quite needy and and that's not how it should be but again it's generational isn't it we're still kicking off the generations of the barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen and that's what we do this is our role just to be the mum and actually now in 2022 you know you can have it all it's just a case of balancing it and putting it into perspective isn't it and again it comes back to that where do you deposit in your time where do the bank which bank does it go into which bank do you have to get into? That's a, that's a good one. That's a one to take on. Thank you very much. And if you are, I'd say this is normally, this question normally goes out to the cover woman. If you were given a magic wand, what change would you like to bring to the world? I think it would be confidence. I think that it is a key component to actually smashing it and getting what you want is being confident that you're going to get that and it comes back to the thing that I talk about all the time I just wish I could wrap confidence up in a little box and give it to everyone as a gift but I can't (laughs) confidence comes from within so that would be the gift that people really realize in that and and I'll give you an example it's like I talk about the Wizard of Oz I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about the Wizard of Oz so you know you go and there's Dorothy she wants to go home there's that you know he wants courage he wants a brain if I had a heart you know the the characters want something and they look for this mighty Oz to give them the courage or the strength or the you know those things and and actually the Wizard of Oz is a wee man that's just like driving a puppet all the time all the things that those people wanted were lying within them but they couldn't see them so that's where that confidence comes if you can start to see your attributes and that you do have it that's where the confidence grows Fantastic. Thank you. So the world should have confidence and then things will be better. Thank you very much, <laughs> especially for us women. Um, if you were to meet your 15-year-old self, what message would you like to share with her? I think it just keep going the way you were because I think I learned before that about not been finding that coping strategy. So I think it's like keep finding those coping strategies and keep going on. Uh, Oh, that would be so sweet. Just keep going and keep finding the coping strategies. Fantastic. I think she would feel comfortable with that. Thank you. And um, what are your ideal stellar woman attributes? What do you what do you see in the stellar woman? Um, that woman, your ideal stellar woman, what does she have? A growth mindset, so positivity, energy, resilience, and confidence. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And do you have a life mantra? No, do you know what? I, I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> sounds bizarre. I do for business. So the mantra is around sales and customer service being the same. 
But I think maybe the mantra would be that every day you bring your e-game. It's just like your e-game varies. <laughs> some days it's getting out your pyjamas, some days it's climbing a mountain. But as long as you're given the e-game version of yourself, that that's the best you can do. You can only do the best you can do. And that's 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 what you have to focus on. Fantastic. And it helps a lot the way you explain the A-game because I or it's always come to me like the A-game is always um, climbing the mountain, doing the impossible. But you're saying sometimes it just means getting out of your pyjamas. Yeah, now your pyjamas some days is the best A-game you can muster. And that's not it's not being harsh on yourself that that is. We all need to reflect. And if, if the A-game has been that's all you can do that day, focus on the next day. Maybe you get out your pyjamas a wee bit earlier and move those goals a wee bit further forward. And again, that's having that purpose will help you like move your A-game, change your A-game. Oh, that's very comforting and, and, and empowering indeed. Thank you for that. And do you have a morning routine? Some days are better than others. I, I wake up early. I think that's positive. So I wake up before the alarm goes off. And then I probably a bad routine. I check my social media. What's going on with this? Uh, I try and go for a walk in the morning if I can get the dog out. But yeah, I think it varies. I think mentally I'm quite strong. So I work more on my mental, you know, the mental planning of that day. I've got goals that I want for that day and then take that from there. So I think it's structure, I would say, um, is a is, is the overarcher, but it doesn't have to be the same every day. It doesn't have to be the same every day. No, I do. I meditate, but I tend to meditate at night when I try and I use the Calm app to try and like bring myself down, help myself get to sleep. I like to listen to things like Desert Island Discs because I like the stories and that. Yeah. that. So, you know, but it, it can fluctuate. I think sometimes if it's too regulated, that's when people stop doing it because they feel that, oh, dear, I've had a day that I didn't do that. And then, oh, what's the point? I'm not going to bother. So I think that's sometimes too regimented. It doesn't, it goes against rather than for. Forward, thank you. And where do we see Alison in the next five to 10 years? Well, I'm looking to spend the winter somewhere sunny. So every winter I'm hoping to be on a beach somewhere. That's the sort of plan. I've, I've again, put a, a strategy in place to do a little recce. I've booked the flights to go away for a week and find somewhere that I think I'd like to stay for the winter. And uh, yeah, speaking of events, I've got no plan to retire. Maybe another book, maybe. I think I've got another book left in me that I could get out. And then obviously in the 1% of speakers at events, 1% of speakers, that will be amazing. Best of wishes on that. And I believe you're going to get it. You are the Chiefs Marshal, so we know that <laughs> what you say happens. It's just when it happens, I think it's, um, it's something for us to actually also be inspired to set those big goals and know that we can achieve them. Now, before we leave, you want to ask you another question. So we want you to leave a key strategy for our stellar women, viewers, readers, listeners, to help them smash their goals and achieve the results for 2022 and beyond. Any key strategy that you think, if you take it on, that's it. You will run away. So uh, the, another thing that prompted me to write Smash It was, according to Inc. Magazine, only 8% of people are hitting their goals and they had to do the analysis as to why. I think a lot of people don't set goals. I think a lot of people set either too easy or too hard and they give up their goals. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, again, they fluctuate their mindset. They haven't actually used the strategies that, that are in Smash It because literally if you follow the book, you, you will smash it, you will get what you want. Fantastic. So it's all about setting those goals as 
And uh, so that you're among the, is it the 8%? Yeah, 8%. It's really low. 92% of people struggle to hit their goals. That's a big figure. That was another purpose for me to write the book. Amazing. So thank you so much, Alison. Thank you for sparing your time and sharing your story, your journey, and your knowledge with us at the Stella Woman magazine. And I'm sure that all our viewers, all the readers will be inspired by your story and your knowledge, and they'll be smashing it in 2022 and beyond. We are so honored and privileged, and I am really honored and privileged for the time you've shared with us. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Stella. Thank you for joining us on the Stellar Woman magazine and show's mission to spread thriving women's stories, knowledge, and experiences so that you too can learn one or two things, be inspired, empowered to change, and thrive. We change one woman at a time. This, we believe, will help to make the world a better and brighter world. I hope today's episode inspired you to change perspective, see new possibilities, and take action so that you can become the stellar woman that you would like to be. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to go to the Stellar Woman Show and Magazine website for transcripts and more. Also, please remember to subscribe, review, and share with others, and follow us on all social media platforms. Have a great day. We look forward to catching up with you on the next episode.